business and bourbon. Like, I'm thinking I'm from West Philly. I mean, well, you know me, right? <laughs> I mean, because he's that humble. Engaging him. He knew how to promote his brand through that interaction with me. Beautiful. Customers, they're going to come and go. An advocate, oh, they're down for you. What you're putting on social media is a representation of your brand. 100%. Your lack of presence says something. This is the way we're doing business now. Because the Google machine tells it all. You can't hide. Mm-hmm. You can run, but you can't hide. I supported you when you had your thing, and now I'm doing the thing, and I need you to do the thing. (laughs) And you don't want to do the damn thing, right? When you become relatable to people, that's how you connect. Yes, this is business. Y'all better be taking notes. It can get very frustrating, but the thing is, you can't give up. I want to be remembered as an engaging storyteller with a dynamic personality that brought people together to communicate from a place of love and understanding. And understand. So I went to interview Will for I Am Legend, mm-hmm. right? Which, by the way, I personally think, and I was never a big fan of him as an mm-hmm. actor mm-hmm. prior to that. I felt like that was his best work. I love that movie. And he, I don't know if it was because- the first hour not even with no dialogue. Right. It was, it was awesome. Right, all by himself. Yeah. And imagine how difficult that must be to emote for the camera by yourself. Yes. Folks, that's hard. Yep. I don't know if you've ever tried it, but try it for five minutes in your bathroom, mm-hmm. see how long you last, mm-hmm. right? So I walk in, he gets up, he greets me, gives me a pound. Like, I'm thinking I'm from West Philly. I mean, well, you know me, right? <laughs> I mean, because he's that humble. Engaging, huh? And yeah, engaging, and he's present, he's in the conversation. And I've done, by this time, I've done dozens of trips to LA, and I'm tired, and you know, I'm not expecting much. you know. And here he is. You know, with the embrace. I'm like, where's Charlie Mack? He's like, he's still first out the limo. And and so I'm leaving. I said, well, you know, you mind if we take a picture? I said, this is kind of memorable for me. He's like, no, no problem, no problem. You know, normally it's like forbidden. You don't ask. You know, so he snaps the picture. And I said, well, why why are you so gracious? Why are you? He's like, yo, this is what I do. Like, this is what I do. And so what that translated to me years later as is... I want you to go and tell your friends, you know, about what a wonderful experience you had with Will Smith. And when you do your report about the movie I Am Legend, I want you to give me a glowing review. And now subconsciously, that's how that was working. Because I remember going on TV saying, oh, Will Smith, Emmy worthy. He's in this movie, (laughs) half the movie by himself. You know, he might be getting an Oscar for this, folks. And it all came down to the fact that he knew how to promote his brand through that interaction with me. Beautiful. And, you know, I think that that is such a great business lesson. Yes. I spend a lot of time teaching entrepreneurs to and, and sellers to focus on building advocates for their mm. business. You can have a customer or you can have an advocate. A customer will leave you (laughs) for price, for whatever. An advocate not only will be loyal to you, but they will sell for you. And what Will Smith did in that interaction with you was he created an advocate for his business. And he gets that. So as you guys are listening to that story, that's what I want you to take from this. Right. 
build, are you building an advocate for your business? Are you building advocates? Are you just building customers? Because right. customers, they're going to come and go, right? An advocate, oh, they're down for you. So when was that movie? The 2008, nine? Yeah. Okay. So here it is, 2019. I do media training. And when people ask me about social media content, I'm still showing Will Smith videos from his bucket list on Instagram. Yeah. Or this is how you tell a story. Check out Will Smith over in Dubai talking about jumping out of a perfectly good airplane, mm -hmm. you know, for his first time <laughs> skydiving. Look at the way he tells a story. But again, because he had that impression on me, makes me kind of defer, yeah. you know, and gives him a leg up. Now, there are other people whose brands that I showcase as well and whose storytelling ability that I think is amazing. But oftentimes, Will Smith, and, and I'll tell the story like on your show, it's a popular show, and I've seen every Will Smith movie. Ever since. Ever since. He, yeah. He's that yeah. dude for you. And went back and, and watched Enemy of the State. I watch it anytime it comes on. Yeah. You know, and so when you remember that it's the brand, and how you represent that brand. Because you're, what you're putting on social media is a representation of your brand. 100%. That's how I'm going to see you. And you know what? You may not even know who's decided not to do business with you because of what they saw when they hit the Google machine. There it is. Because right? the Google machine tells it all. You mm -hmm. can't hide. Mm -hmm. You can run. But you can't hide. And if you think that people aren't checking, you're fooling yourself. And what you mm -hmm. do, and this is something I like to say, let's so someone's... A, there are a bunch of people out there that are listening to this right now. I'm like, oh, Ronell told me that. Yeah, I've told you that. What you <laughs> don't do says just as much about you as what you do. Right. Your lack of presence says something. This is the way we're doing business now, people. This is it. it. Is what like, it is. Accept it. Yeah. Accept it or be a relic. That's yep. it. Be non-relevant. So right. I'm not saying that everyone has to go out there and transform into, you know, a Kardashian, which props to them because they're right. killing it but understand that this is part of the formula and having a brand which it's funny mark people think that having a brand or a personal brand is somehow like oh this sucks this is, why do i want to do that <laughs> big business they've been doing this to us since the invention of advertising yes trying to make themselves relatable by creating brands that didn't make them look like big companies. Right. We have the ability to do that for ourselves now. Like these multi-million dollar, multi-billion dollar companies have been doing it to us for decades. For years. Chef Boyardee, Aunt mm -hmm. Jemima, whatever. Coca-Cola. Coke. Yes. Coca-Cola, one of the best branders, period, in history. So why, well, now that you have the opportunity to do that for mm -hmm. yourself and your business, why would you not take advantage of that? That's ridiculous. Why have you not learned from that? There it is. Because all you are doing is helping yourself and helping your brand. Yes. You can quickly turn things around for yourself by promoting yourself in a fashion that makes people not want to associate with your brand. You can do that too. True. Yeah. You know, but do you know how to behave? Do you know the difference between right and wrong? My dad used to say, mm -hmm. I think you do. Mm -hmm. Right. And so keeping that in mind, is the way you want people to perceive your business, the way you want to be thought of, the way you want to be remembered, all goes into the formulation and the enhancement of your brand yeah. and the creation of your brand. I want to be remembered as an engaging storyteller with a dynamic personality that brought people together to communicate from a place of love and understanding. Mm, and, mission accomplished. Yeah, and that's what I want people to remember about me. 
And it's not because I was the greatest news. But people watched me, I think, in Atlanta because they could relate. I was doing the same things. they were. I was sitting in traffic with my kids, trying to get them to hockey practice or football practice and running out of work on Friday, trying to get to my son's football game Friday night and trying to get, oh, dad, I forgot my sandwich. Can you bring <laughs> my sandwich up to school before the game? So I was relatable. And I shared those stories with folks. And I didn't mind yeah. sharing those stories. And so when you become relatable to people, that's how you connect. Yes. This is business. Y'all better be taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> that's business. People do business with people that they like. Right. I don't care what your business All is, whether day. you are an anchor man and you need to get ratings. Mm-hmm. Well, if they relate to you, they're going to watch you. If you are a beautician and you are... You know, and you know how to build a relationship. You know how to cater to your clientele's needs a little bit more by communication, whatever it may be. Like, understand that your business is going to be more successful the more you are in tune with that. You know, the more that you get that. I've got a question for you, though. Okay. So when people come to the pod, I always tell folks like, and you're a little bit of an anomaly in our pod because you're a little more high profile. Mm. I kind of make it a point. Like I don't do celebrity stuff Mm -hmm. because I want people on our pod that everyone that's listening can identify with. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I feel like they can identify with you. Mm. And I feel like your journey is something that people can identify with. And this is what I would like you to share right now. Mm. So, this successful career and now entrepreneurship, what's been the biggest challenge for you? I think it's been understanding who needs my services and customer acquisition. It's a challenge for a lot of entrepreneurs, but figuring out how to convince people and sell people on what you do and why it's important. And then one of the other challenges is convincing people that I don't work for free, right? None (laughs) of us do. Right. We've got mortgages. This is a business. It ain't show friends. It's show business. And it's almost like an insult when you ask a fellow entrepreneur to work for free or to give you something for free. And you have to establish that boundary when you're in a relationship, because I'm calling a lot of people that I've known for many, many years and asking them if they can use my services. Well, some think I'm offering them up for free, but I can't, I, I, can't, I can't run a business offering up my services for free. You know, and as a 30-year news veteran, you shouldn't want me to. I mean, I would think, right? And so have some respect for what I do because I respect what you do. And because I respect what you do, it's why I'm calling you to see if I can help you further your mission or further your goals or increase your bottom line. I want to help you win because if you win with my help, you're going to be a great advocate for my business. I think you, in that transition, you learned one of the lessons that every entrepreneur learns Mm. when they first start, which is that (laughs) you think you're going to go to the well of the, of these relationships and Mm. friends, and it doesn't work (laughs) that way. (laughs) You find that your customers and your clients and your partners tend to come from people you don't know. And again, that is something that for those that are listening that are entrepreneurs and it's, typically the first place you're going to go because you think that. And when I started my first business 18, 19 years ago, that, that the same thing. I'm like, okay, I'm set up for success because I know this guy and this guy and they're going to get, and then I started counting the money. Okay. This guy's going to send me these deals. And this right. guy over here, they're going to send me this type of deal. And then she's going to do this. And none of that shit happened. Right. <laughs> and I felt like, well, I got to go build a new business. I right. got to go 
I have to go find new people. And part of the reason why I think that you have to do that and why it's important is those old relationships you find they don't. Okay, I'm going to segue a little bit, but they're related. Follow mm, me. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of like when you go into, you start a business and you go into a partnership with, let's say, a cousin mm. or a brother or a sister, right? That same cousin, brother, sister that took baths with you, <laughs> right? Y'all took baths when y'all were little and you were, they saw you when you were drunk and all those sorts of things. So that is the foundation of your relationship. Right. It's not based on business. It's based upon this personal, you know, all that other stuff. And so there's never the ultimate respect. Now this Guys, I know there are some people out there that it works, but by right. and large, a lot of times it doesn't. That is the fundamental basis of your relationship, right? right? And so there's never that ultimate <laughs> business respect that you need to be successful. Right. I would think the same thing when you go to friends, when you start a business. Start a business. Now I go to my friend. Yeah, I'm your friend. I'm cool. But they right. don't ultimately respect you the way that they need to and should right. for business. Right. Right. And so right. that's why they're like, oh, you know, you do something for free or right. whereas someone that doesn't have that relationship with you like that, right. where, where the initiation of your relationship is 100 percent business, business. they're yep. going to respect you, your time and all that mm-hmm. far more. But that's yep. a lesson that I think we all have to learn the hard way. And, and it's a hard lesson. Because, you know, some of those relationships you really value. Yes. Right? And you're like, wait a minute. I supported you when you had your thing and I did the what, what, the, the thing. Yeah. And now I'm doing the thing and I need you to do the thing. <laughs> and you don't want to do the damn thing. Right? <laughs> so, yeah. so it really is difficult in that regard. Because if that's the first thing you do is go to your warm market. Yes. Right? Go to those folks that you know. Because those are the folks that are easy to call. They're going to pick up the phone. They see it's you. They're going to respond. Right. But those no's tend to hurt and sting a little bit more. They do. You know, because you you, you start like I did. You start counting that money. I know this guy's right. And he got it. I know he got it. Mm -hmm. Right. But but especially when you realize for a lot of us, there are no safety nets and the resources are few and far between. So you got to get it right early because there's a little bit more pressure on you, mm-hmm. right? And so if you start counting money before you get it, before you get contracts and engagement letters signed, it can get very, very frustrating. Oh, yeah. It can get frustrating. But the thing is, you can't give up. You know, I, I heard a great story yesterday from um, one of my mentors in the entrepreneurial space who was telling me about an experience that a friend of hers had in Mary Cage. Said she got 89 no's. Mm-hmm. And then the 90th person that she talked to said yes. And she traced her first million back to that yes and that first group that said, oh, yeah, you can come do the Mary Kay thing for us. And from there, it went through the roof. So no means next. Mm-hmm. Right. And you move on. You don't take it personal. And you keep on keeping on. Because if you get frustrated and upset after the first two or three no's, it's going to be a long day. Oh, yeah. Yep. It's going to be a long day. You better keep smiling and dialing. Mm-hmm. Keep trying to figure out where your sweet spot is and keep looking for that next yes, because it's coming. Yep. It's coming. Every no's closer you know? to the yes. You know? Right. Especially when you have the confidence in your offerings and your service and your competency. You know you can do the work. You know your work matters. Believe in yourself and keep the grind alive. I love that. So with that in mind, okay, we go back in time. Mm. We go back to when you first made the decision that, okay, 
I'm done with this. I'm going to do my thing. Knowing what you know now, mm. what advice do you give yourself on day one? You know, I probably would have done a lot more research in terms of the customer acquisition part. I probably would have done maybe some graduate schoolwork while I was still working in television um, because I knew I wanted to sell, knew I wanted to sell my services, and I should have learned the traditional way, mm -hmm. right? Because it can only help you. It can't hurt you. So to invest a little bit more in education okay. would have been a great idea on my part. Or finding more business mentors. When I was in television, I was constantly looking for television mentors. But when I realized, okay, I'm getting a little older here. I'm, I'm tired, right? I got to start going to that next phase. I mean, I incorporated in 2010, mm -hmm. you know, and I didn't start full time doing what I'm doing until 2018. Mm -hmm. So I knew what I wanted to do back when, and I should have looked for more entrepreneurial and entrepreneurship mentors to say, hey, can we do lunch? And what was your biggest hurdle? What was the one thing you wish you knew when you started as an entrepreneur? Because experience is the best teacher. And that's why I'm, I encourage young kids, hit me up if you're trying to get into TV, Yeah. right? Because <clears throat> you keep chasing this perfect job all over the country. The business has changed so much. There is no such thing as a perfect job in any industry, but especially in TV. Where do you like to live? What community has embraced you? Why would you leave? Make the money in that community. Yeah. Make yourself valuable where you are. And don't put your family through. I, I mean, I drag my family. I, I, I apologize to my family regularly. <laughs> You're like, what are you apologizing for? All oh, that time we moved from Detroit <laughs> to Atlanta. All oh, that time I dragged you guys from Rochester to Denver. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. There's no oasis out there waiting for you. Make yourself valuable in a place that you like to live in and where the community sees you as valuable and maybe the organization sees you as valuable too. Because yeah. if the community enjoys you, the organization's going to enjoy you as well. Mm -hmm. I love that. That's great advice. And the one thing I would say, if I took that trip from that time machine with you, like we were Bill and Ted, <laughs> right. and we both went back to say, see Mark, I would say, uh, man, you know I just lost half the audience on that, right? <laughs> Bill and not Ted, ready. Google it. Bill <laughs> yeah. get, right. it get it from Blockbuster. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably the last place you can find it. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so you said something about doing some continuing education, mm. but you said something later on in that same comment that I was going to tag, because as, as the guy, like, okay, when you want to talk about broadcasting, you're the guy, Yeah. right? Yeah. When you want to talk about entrepreneurship, mm -hmm. I'm the guy. Right. 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 The best education is doing the doing damn it. thing. Doing it. So yeah. you're going to learn some stuff in books, and there's nothing wrong with trying to be prepared from that standpoint and getting further education. But I'm going to tell you what, man. What you will learn in six months of entrepreneurship, mm. you cannot learn. Hello. Wow. And you just simply can't. You can go no. get your, master, your MBA in two years. You're not going to learn this mm -mm. because what you're learning when you get into it is practical application. Mm. You're learning that because you can learn, okay, listen, how to balance a or how to read a profit and loss sheet, but you don't know, okay, well, okay, there's a profit and loss. And then there's the Peter, Paul, Mary, and Patrick list. So I got my P&L here, but right. Peter calling me up. And uh, I got to right. rob Paul real quick. And then right. I got to 
I got to give a line to Patricia because Patricia wants her. <laughs> you don't learn that when you right. go get your MBA. So right. there's, there's certain things in entrepreneurship you're only going to learn once you get into it. Now, with that said, the best way you can learn those things is with your second point. Mm. Find those business mentors. Mm-hmm. Find those people that have been through the fire. Hey fam, Ronnell here. Just wanted to remind you guys, we record live from King and Duke in the heart of Atlanta. And when you're recording live and outside of a studio, because again, we want you guys to feel what we're feeling. We want to bring you into the bar with us. But you know what? Sometimes things can happen like technical difficulties. So I want to apologize to you guys. The last two minutes of our interview with Mark Hayes got cut. Unfortunately, we had some technical difficulties with our recording equipment. That said, hey, that's business. That's how it is. What are you going to do? Hey, when you have something that happens, you get thrown a curveball. It's fitting that it would happen on business and bourbon. That's what we talk about. That's what we teach about. That's what we teach as entrepreneurs to other entrepreneurs and business professionals is how we handle those curveballs. Case in point right here. So we accept it, we address it, and we keep it moving. So with that said, I wanted to go ahead and make sure that you guys know where you can reach out to Mark if you need his help. MarkHayesConsulting.com is his website. You can find him on IG at MarkHayesTV, Twitter at Morning Maniac, and he's on LinkedIn as well. Mark Hayes, H-A-Y-E-S. So with that said, we want to thank Mark for being part of our podcast. It was a great time. Appreciate it, Mark. And we're out. Thank you for listening to the Business and Bourbon Podcast. Please subscribe. And if you like us, give us a five-star rating. If you don't, uh, have another drink. Maybe you'll feel a little bit differently. If you'd like to check out our videos, you can go to businessandbourbon.tv. That's businessandbourbon.tv. In addition to that, we're currently touring the United States with our Business and Bourbon Live show. It's a fantastic show where we do a whiskey education and we do some Q&A and it's a great networking event as well. So if you'd like to attend one of our Business and Bourbon Live events, you can go to businessandbourbon.live. Again, that's businessandbourbon.live. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you the next time.